Hello, this your boy Derek D. Wildman, or, or aka better known as Derek Wilder, and you're watching the episode of the Detroit Chess Killers uh, podcast. And this podcast, I'm going to dedicate to uh, my homeboy Cameron Tolliver, who I feel like is the next upcoming chess master out of city, out the city of Detroit, and why I believe he's going to break 2200. And I'm gonna tell you why. <clears throat> I met Cameron Tolliver uh, four. I think about four years ago through uh, another mutual friend. His name is uh, Coach Dominic. And uh, when I met him, I was uh, returning back to chess. Like you said, I stopped playing chess when I was 17. It took 10 years off. So when I'm coming back to the chess scene, he introduces me. He was always talking about this guy named uh, Cameron Tolliver. You know, he went to Cass Tech. And uh, during that time, I haven't, I had not met him physically but I've heard the name uh, you know he's an African American expert from the city of Detroit and uh, he got a reputation for having actually drew Ben Feingo in the uh, actual chess game and uh, this is when the chess club was on you know Dequinder and uh, I was working on you know getting back into chess so I started going up to, you know, the chess club, you know, getting re- reintroduced back to the chess scene, you know, meeting Rob, you know, other guys that I haven't saw in the past. So I, I, I meet uh, I meet Cameron. I meet Cameron Tolliver. We play a couple games. I think he might have came up on me. During this time, I think Cam was like low, low 2000. And I think that was our first encounter. I move, you know, let's move forward to like two months ahead. It was me, my friend D'Angelo Watkins. This is during the time where James Candy was staying in Atlanta. And uh we were we were making that push to get back into tournament chess uh strong. So one of the first tournaments that I actually came back in, it was a Dr. Edmund Dale All the Kings Men chess tournament. It was a game of 30 quad. <clears throat> that tournament I played National Master John Brooks played. Cameron Tolliver played. We had a, uh, another coach from the city used to coach. Uh, Marcus Garvey, Mr. Connor played. We had a, a Rocky Fide master. His name was Ehab. I'm sorry if I pronounced his name wrong. He played. He was 23, like 36. First round of the tournament, I play uh, Ehab. I lose. I played a Grand Prix. I sack. It was a close game. He beat me. Think Cameron played one of our uh, fellow chess uh, comrades, Alan Watts. He won first round. Second round of the tournament. This is where it gets tricky, and this is where I take notice to Cameron's talent. Cameron played the Fide Master Eha, who's twenty three hundred. During this time, I think Cameron is like low two thousand, might be around like two thousand nine, two thousand five. The game start off with a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Cameron had the black pieces. No, Cameron had the white pieces, and Cameron played the Queen's uh, Queen's Gambit. And the game was, uh, it was a positional, uh, closed game. And uh, Cameron got in time trouble and, you know, lost the game. But during the game, you know, the post-analysis, when we go over the game and stuff, we realize uh, Cameron had a phenomenal chance uh, to win that game. So I say, wow, you know what I'm saying? During this time, 
you know, me coming back to the league, getting on the chess circuit, you know what I'm saying, see that I took notice of, you know what I'm saying, Cameron's talent. I said, wow, he, he really could have, you know what I'm saying, did something during, you know what I'm saying, that, that game. Phenomenal game. I think uh, he sacked on him. And the sack was uh, actually the correct sack. But I think during, due to him getting out of time pressure, uh, he lost the game. So I say, wow, this this guy is pretty strong. Next round, I don't know which round. I don't know the round after that. But anyway, during that tournament, me and Cam got uh, paired up. And we actually played, uh, I had the black pieces, he had the white. We went through a Nemozoi Indian uh, game. I had the black pieces. Uh, he played the uh, night one, the E2 line with the night on C3. And uh, it was a good game. Uh, I was overly aggressive. And uh, he held this position, and it was a wild game, and we agreed to the draw. You know, so after that tournament, I, I left that tournament. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Man, this, 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 uh, this, this guy's, you know, uh, strong and phenomenal. And uh, during this time, Cameron was, uh, he was two, he, he was, he was 2000, and uh, like I said, he was between 2005, 2010. Couple tournaments later, you know, I wasn't playing, but he was playing because Cameron during this time he's playing consistently. He dropped below uh 2000, I think he dropped below like 1970. And this is where I really was impressed by Cameron. And I, I, this is where in my mind I say he's going to be the next uh African American national master out of Detroit. Cameron dropped below 2000. I think Cameron during that during that time when the official rating report came out, uh, when he dropped below 2,000, he played in everything. <clears throat> a Monday night, Universal Quad, Lansing Mini Swiss, <clears throat> at pretty much every tournament, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that we had in Michigan, got his rating back up to you know what I'm saying, the 2,000, 2,020. So now. During this time, you know, Cameron and found his groove. Uh, like you said, he didn't, he didn't found his groove. So he goes to the Chicago Open. I didn't go, but he goes to the Chicago Open. He plays in the under 2100 section. He gets five out of seven. You know what I'm saying? Five out of seven. That's strong for somebody playing that, uh, you know, playing that section to get five out of seven. Then another tournament comes up. He almost won the Michigan Open one year. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly, he finished with four and a half out of, I think it was six or seven last round. He played Andrew Hubbard, a Fide Master. And if he'd have won that game, he'd have had five and a half. It'd have been a three way tie uh, for first place. And he'd have been, you know what I'm saying, the state champion. Uh, I just think he, he he's there. You know what I'm saying? I think he's there. And uh, he's getting to the point now in his chess career where he's consistent with his performance. Uh, another thing I saw about Cameron is we used to go to the U.S. Amateur Team North Championship 
for the last two years. We played under the team name Checkmate is Double. He been board one uh, for the uh, the first you know two years in a row. Cameron played uh, Grandmaster Andrew Tang, and uh, he actually had a draw game against him and blew it. I mean, you talking about rooks, pawns, and uh, we went over the game. I think he uh, was so over aggressive, so over aggressive that he ended up uh, over pursuing and bit off more than he can chew. And end up uh, losing losing the game. Uh, another performance that I saw at Cameron that was real, uh, real, real strong as he played Fide Master Seth Homer. If you're not familiar with him, he's one of the strongest players in Michigan. I think one point in time he was like 24-76. Uh, he had a clear draw against him, and uh, he he blew it. I mean, a clear draw. And I think in these games where Cameron has these positions against these elite high-rated players, 22, 2300, I think it's just a fight in him where he's just not going to allow himself to take a draw. So he goes, you know, all in, balls deep, over-aggressive, and he loses these games. But I, these are the flashes of talent that I have saw from Cameron. Uh, another example is we went to Toledo Swiss and he played uh 2300 2336 named Ryan Clayton. Now, during all this time, Cameron Rayton is still 2000, his peak had been 2090. But back to where I was saying, we go to the Toledo Swiss tournament, he gets paired up with Ryan Clayton. Ryan Clayton is like 2336. I mean, almost 2,400. I mean, Cam crushes this dude. Like, crushes this dude. Uh, like, positionally, like, beats the brakes, hands and feet all up on my man. The opening was played. Cam had the white pieces. D4 was played. Ryan Clayton played. You know what I'm saying? The Nemozoi Indian. And end up, Cam got a space advantage. <clears throat> And uh, end up tricking Ryan Clayton out of a piece or exchange and won the game. Uh, and it, I mean, it's it's just phenomenal. I'm just giving the you know the guys props. And also, if you're from Detroit, the Cameron Tolliver Fide Master National Master Fide Master James Candy uh, rivalry or chess games. Uh, if you saw them games, if you ever get opportunity to be at a tournament and them two play each other, I think you should just tune in and watch it because it's like Hagler Hearns. Uh, to my knowledge, that I think, I think Cam got Jimmy, we call him Jimmy, one time, and I think the rest of them uh, been going Jimmy way. The last time that they played, to my knowledge, I was at the Masters class. I mean, not the Masters class, the Motor City Open, which I saw the most... Uh, impressive game ever from uh, Cameron, even in his defeat. I mean, Jimmy uh, put his back to the wall. I mean, had Cameron back to the wall, put all the pressure on him. And if you're not familiar with Cameron, Cameron is uh, known as a positional player. You know, tactics is 
word on the street now his key points you know one of his strong points but he played a phenomenal uh i mean a phenomenal tac- tactical game uh fought like i mean just you know fought like his life was on the line and the game probably could have went either way and uh you know jimmy edging him out and that's you know i think that's the next up and coming rivalry i know we get always get caught up in the jimmy versus john and jimmy versus this but if you get an opportunity to see james candy play cameron tolliver them games are a phenomenal whole bunch of fireworks it's never a boring uh moment you know what i'm saying and uh and tight when them do uh two guys uh play I mean, Cameron also has, while I'm giving this prop, he also has four candidate master performances, and he needs uh, another uh, performance like that to become a, uh, you know, a candidate master, and I think he's going to do it. Uh, You know, like I said, the sky's the limit for him, and you know, it's time for us to, you know, to kind of take a step back and recognize that uh, man's talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, recognize that man's talent. I mean, we went to Chicago Open last year. He had a rough Chicago Open. I think he started off 3-0. and Got uh, hit with a, you know what I'm saying, a bad move and just had a bad tournament. But y'all need to be on the watch out for him because he's on the cups of doing something, like, phenomenal and great. And I think he's going to break uh, National Master, like, real, real soon. If you just look at his, you know, his performances... In Michigan, like Big G has the twin nice tournaments. We went to one. He went five and zero in that tournament. That tournament he beat uh Joseph Gasson, an expert. Uh, if you're from Detroit, he beat Joseph Gasson, a guy who was expert in Detroit when he's about 15, 16 years old. He also defeated uh another chess legend that we don't talk about. His name is Reginald Perry. Reginald Perry is 2104. Back in the day, he went and won the World Open. He defeated one of like our top juniors, Brian Wilson Jr. Uh, like you said, blanking the tournament and getting the, you know his fourth CM uh, norm on his way. Like you said, he's in the process of getting one more performance like that. He'd be a, a candidate master. Uh, I mean, I just like you said, we got. I know we joke a lot and crack a lot of jokes and we play underrated, overrated, soft move and boss move, but I'm just taking the time out, you know what I'm saying, to give this guy his props on his accomplishments and telling you what I think is, you know what I'm saying, next for him. National Master is uh, next next for this guy, you know what I'm saying? He's highly respected. Uh, even on the blitz scene, his blitz game has uh, picked up. You know, he played in the Chicago versus Detroit uh blitz match the first performance he had he didn't have a, a a good performance but then he made up for himself when we had the four and four in chicago where he went down there and uh he didn't lose a match uh if you was familiar with that match or follow that matches uh it was four players from detroit cameron joseph gasson mickey malloy and myself we went down there and played uh tim donahue G. Wayne, Big Pine, and Steven Jennings. 
and uh, Cam beat uh, Tim Donahue 6-2. I think he beat Big Pine 5-3. <clears throat> and I, I think he beat, I'm pretty sure he won all his matches except for the controversial one where we had the discrepancy and he beat Big, I mean, he beat G. Wayne and he didn't get a chance to finish his game, his set against uh, Steven Jennings. But I think that was uh, his coming out party let everybody know that, hey, I'm something to be reckoned with, you know what I'm saying, on the chess world, you know what I'm saying, and on the chess scene. And uh, like I said, the sky's the limit for that guy. And I was just, you know, taking my time out, you know, recognizing, you know what I'm saying, give him his props. Uh, and just giving his his credit and his acknowledgments now, because I know he's going to be a uh, 2200. It's not uh, how it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. And it's, it's going to happen, uh, you know what I'm saying, soon. You can just look at his, you know, accomplishments that he's accomplished as of right now, you know what I'm saying? He's top 50 in the state. Probably top 10. I mean, top 15 in the city of Detroit. Uh, he has four CM performances. You know what I'm saying? Another performance like that. He's officially a candidate master. You know what I'm saying? He has a draw against international master Ben Feigl in the slow push game. He has wins against 2,200 players, 2,300 players. Uh... He's just a phenomenal talent, and uh, I'm just taking this time out, you know what I'm saying, to give him his props and his, you know what I'm saying, his acknowledgement, because it's it's bigger than uh, me, and you just got to take your time out and reflect and give, you know what I'm saying, a guy his props, you know what I'm saying, he's earned the right to be a Detroit killer, one of the, you know, top chess players in the city of Detroit, uh... Like, I, like I've said, I know he's prepping and getting ready for the World Open right now. And I think he's going to have a phenomenal tournament. Uh, as far as on the Blitz scene, his game is legit. I know if you're from Detroit, a lot of folks, you know, challenge him and, you know, think they can beat him because one fault of his game was he's slow on the clock, but he didn't pick that up. You know, his Blitz game is highly respectable. Uh... You know, I think he has, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has a plus score against Josh Pasuma, who is actually probably like top five in the state of Michigan. Uh, I mean, I'm just, you know, taking my time to give the guy his, you know, props. I mean, I know y'all hear about the Johns, the Jimmys, the Dexter Thompsons, the Joe Gadsons, but Cameron Tolliver is official. He's the uh, next be biggest thing that's going to be on the Detroit chess scene. Uh, I think his rating is 2050. He didn't, so far, he peaked out at 2090. Uh, but as soon as he works on his consistency and uh, tweaking up the minor, you know, the minor issues in his game, his, his initials is coming, you know what I'm saying, very soon. He's one of my close... Uh, chess colleagues we spar and study together uh also with you know what i'm saying my boy mike clark and chris sims and uh i just wanted to take some time out and just get that man his props and uh like i said 
don't be surprised when I you hear about Cameron Tolliver, Tolliver being the next national master out the city of Detroit. This your boy Derek, Derek Wilder, or better known as D-Wild, man, and I'm checking out. Y'all have a blessed day.